Hello. Like you're actually going to speak in the fucking podcast. Does I'm going to speak? <laughs> the whole podcast? Just empty the tank? That's racist. <laughs> you're racist. But you're not kind. It's your boy. The year of yes. This isn't just any year. This is your year. Rise to the vacation. Alright. We're set here. My name is Evan Brown. And I came to clown. Everything's set. Everything's set on that thing. Everything's set on that thing. Welcome to Flatch. Welcome to Flatch, Missouri. Where are you from? I'm from Flatch, Missouri. You mean misery? Nah, Flatch, Missouri. Flatch, Missouri. You know where that's, you know where that's, boy? It's in Flatch. That's also in Missouri. Alright, are you done with this little missouri thing? Flatch. You know Flatch? I know hunger. I know despair. I know disappointment. I know fear. I know joy. I know compassion. And I know your bitch. Did she provide you with all those things all at once? Yes, that's why I love her. How does that high feel? Or that low? Or that just dumpster fire of emotions? It feels like life, quite frankly. Hey. You know, we like to think that only good things happen. But we need the bad things to happen for the good things to be good. Or else they'd just be things. Now you are on with Philosopher Brown. Providing you with rich black culture. (laughs) As well as... Deep thoughts. As well as... A deep journey into the rich black mind. <laughs> Yo, I need. <laughs> I kind of like that, honestly. I, I like need that. one of those big ass quarterback, ja- uh, not quarterback jackets, but just uh, cold jackets <clears throat> that they wear in the niffle. In the niffle? What does that mean? You don't know. You know they be wearing a, a bunch of uh, those big, big uh, jackets in the niffle. On the sidelines. What are you saying? What's what's the niffle? You know what the niffle is. Oh wow, you're a jackass. <laughs> you the know NFL? what the niffle is. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> you know what's the you know what's the funny thing? In high school, uh, <clears throat> they made like a little gang slash team, and they called it NFL. What do you think that those acronyms stood for? They made a gang slash team. They called it the NFL. Yes. What do you think? The niggas fighting league. No. No, no. no. Niggas is the first word, though. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Got that far. <laughs> um, the niggas for love? Niggas for life. Niggas for life. <laughs> it was so funny, though, because it's like, this shit is really fucking catchy. Like, And then some white, uh, what is it? They, they put, I think they put in like one or two uh, honorary white people into it. <laughs> <laughs> they were also in the niggas for life gang? They weren't members, but they were affiliates. Okay. Because they technically weren't niggas. Did they have the support and protection of the NFL? They never. They didn't have the protection, but they had the support. Okay. As a nigga for life affiliate, you were expected to hold your own. Oh, regardless of if you were black or white? Every member was expected to hold their own. But would other members jump in if one member needed... In, in times of crisis, I'm sure. Very important question here. Think about your answer before you answer this. Were you in the NFL, Evan? Uh, I don't know. What? I guess not. If I don't know, I guess I'm not in, right? I was an affiliate. You were an affiliate? 
Yeah. I mean, I was cool with literally the whole sect, but I was never, like, I didn't know the handshakes and shit. <laughs> so you just gave them regular daps? Yeah. Good morning. Dap. <laughs> you were just regular greeting slash dap brown? Yeah. You were RGB? Regular greeting brown? That's that was, terrible. Is why, that would your you make that in, why would you make that into an acronym? <laughs> that was your affiliate name? RGB? My name is Evan. I mean, yeah, but what about the... And my name is Evan. What about regular greeting? Did you just give regular greetings, or did you did you know one or two handshakes? Did you care to know one or two handshakes? Did I care to know one or two handshakes? I just kind of did my thing, man, to be honest with you. I just kind of did my thing, kind of like how we are now, you know? Yo, how crazy is it that uh, we are 24 days into 2022? I actually thought it was a little later yesterday. I don't know why. I was thinking that we were in like February or March for some reason. I was having a conversation and then somebody was like, bro, it's January 24th. And I was like, oh, shit. It seems like uh, <clears throat> seems like we're moving along because we are. But it does seem fast because last year flew. Um, like I said earlier, sunsets after 5 p.m. in New York City now. Pretty much the summer. <laughs> yeah, it's summer. Go outside in shorts. Bro, I've been seeing so many people in shorts. It's actually kind of like pissing me off because I know, I know that the cold is getting you. I uh, like bad. It was snowing last night. And <clears throat> it was. I walked into the facility, and there was a man in a long sleeve shirt. A scully and cargo shorts with low socks. Cargo shorts. Cargo shorts. And I looked at him in his eye when I walked in. And I nodded. In the back of my head, I was like, what did you gain from this? From coming outside like this? Didn't have to change off. He was ready for action. I was just like, what the fuck is it? Bro, it's snowing. Like, it's legitimately snowing. Cargo shorts and the low socks? Top tier athlete. That sounds like... Uh, Tim Duncan with the jean shorts and, like, the strap-on sandals. Uh-huh, the Berkies. Were they Berkies? They look like strap-on sandals. I mean, every... Like, I, the ones that the West consider, Indians wear with the two Velcro straps over. I consider all, like, Jesus sandals to be Birkenstocks. <laughs> Do you know the ones I'm talking about, though? Yeah, the Haitian sandals. Yes. My uncle still loves wearing those. And he makes my cousin wear them, like, stop it. Take them off. <laughs> How old's your cousin? Nine. Oh, it's rough. You can't indoctrinate him now. Yeah, I just didn't think he cares. You know, I think he just wears it because he's just that guy at ease. And I'm like, you know what? You do you do whatever you got to do, brother. You're toxic. Why? Well, no, actually, no, I'm sorry. Your statement was, it's not my fault they fall in love. Whose fault could it have been? Their fault. If not yours. Their fault. It's their fault they fell in love. Is there... A Something you make them sign, verbally agree to, that says, if you fall in love, you must know it is because of how you did things and not because of what came from me. Yes. Oh, you do make them sign something. Yes, every first date. They think they're signing the receipt. It's really a contract. Oh. You're clever to hide the receipt in the first date. Uh, clever to hide the uh, the contract in the first date receipt. Yeah, that's right. I do it. So on top of pay, making them pay, now you're making them sign a contract. No, the, I'm paying. But in I the same them, breath, I tell them that I saved the receipt from my wall of receipts. Oh, so you're so you're now telling them that you're a slut 
and you take a lot of bitches out, and no. you have a wall of receipts. First of all, I don't take out bitches. They take, take out you women. out. You take out women. Second that's not all, what I heard. Second of all, that's <laughs> not what I heard. Fuck what you heard. Uh, second of all, I tell them that I keep a wall of receipts, and it's just various memories, and I want to save the memory from this night. You know, a little chivalrous. Isn't that a lot of like wasted wall space though? Like, why not scrapbook that? Sadiq, this is my wall. And you use like you tabs. I'm just wall. saying, you're all about efficiency and convenience. I feel that a scrapbook would be convenient and efficient for you. For that you, that might be the art that's on my wall in my house, and I'm just creating it one memory. I don't at think time. it's art. Again, art is subjective. I don't think it's art. Art is subjective. Art is subjective. Right, what you think is art, someone else might think is might not think is art. It doesn't matter. Art is whatever you think it is. How are you putting them on the wall? Staples, tape, chewing gum, chewing gum. Each One receipt. piece per. Each receipt is put on the wall with chewing gum. Who's chewing gum? My chewing gum. Oh, nobody else's. No, that'd be weird. Not that I was thinking they're chewing gum. Nah, it's, that's we're already getting weird with a wall of receipts, so I figured just keep it going. Yeah, but like now I need to <clears> chew gum and spit it in my hand. That's nasty. I don't want that. So yeah, it's my wall of receipts. I think uh I think Brittany Renner would approve of that. Brittany Renner, wall of receipts. Wall of receipts hall of famer. If I told her that I had a wall of receipts from various dates and dinners I've been to, she'd be like, I respect that. Why? Ooh. Why because would Brittany Renner respect that? Because it's me being authentically me. That's why. And that'd be the bullshit she'd be saying on these podcasts when they ask her why she's out here just sucking and fucking and talking about it. Because, say that again, because what? Because she's being authentically her. That's really just like her whole shtick, you know? And if that's her being her, like, I, you know, more power to her. But I also think that's a false statement. You can be authentically you without telling people about your so-called authenticity. Listen. Not true. Yes, you can. Because what if that's who they are? They're a person where they do something, they tell people about it immediately after. So that's an authentic trait? Telling people about it? That's very true. Very true. Very true. You could be authentically you by authentically telling people about everything authentically about you. I mean, authentic is just... That didn't make any sense. Being, yeah, at all. I don't know where you were going. No, just kind of... You know what? I think the words kept my mouth moving just now. It was weird. It's like I wasn't putting any brain power into saying anything. No, I think that you hear a word or you use a word and you decide that you really like this word and you continue to keep putting it in places it doesn't fit. Yeah. Like when you're using culture for everything for like a six-month period last year. That was annoying. That worked. That was so annoying. That worked. Because like half the time it didn't even fit. You'd be like, I think that's the culture of this. Like, no, it doesn't. That's fit. how I sounded. Yeah, I think that's the, that's that's what happened. Verbatim. Verbatim. Then we get, you, you need to go back and listen to some of these episodes. I listen to every episode because my voice is definitely seventeen octaves deeper than yours. Mm, <clears throat> not really. Easily. Not really. You just like you like to trail off and uh, not raise your voice, so you're just. Oh come on, lower. that was old, Sadiq. Don't bring up old shit, bro. I can bring up. Don't do it. Instances. This is how you're toxic. You're a, you're last. a you're a gaslighter. See, this is what a woman would say. You're a, oh, now you're she sexist. You're toxic. a sexist gaslighter. <laughs> we back. Where do we leave off there? Uh, you're a sexist gaslighter. Oh right. Yeah. 
Yeah, bro, I just told you about yourself. That's all. Like, from now on, what I'll do is, instead of making you louder in certain points of the podcast, I'll just leave you at your volume and let you listen to yourself whisper. And then you can come back to me and we'll revisit this topic. That's what we'll do from now on. Oh, we're in the same hoodie today. Is this the sample? Yeah. <laughs> Love that. We're in the sample, boy. Uh, but, yeah, okay, that's true. I think the authentic saying out loud is cool but like if you're gonna do that you also can't in the world of today in today's world in present el mundo like people are gonna comment people are gonna have shit to say so you putting it out there is like giving them giving them gas to cook with you know it's like they're already finding gas now you're just feeding the flame Okay. Yeah. That's I what I'm that. saying. People so are gonna, but I mean, I don't. I think. Like you saying, we shouldn't have opinions on. That's not what I'm thinking. That's no, not, not you, not you. Now I'm oh. just thinking, Brittany Renner wise. It's also like, bro, you do a bunch of shit, right? Some of the shit is maybe not as taboo as other shit. Like when you, uh, what you did with like P.J. Anderson, P.J. Anderson, P.J. Uh, what's his name? Washington. Um. Yeah, like, that's on. Yeah. I, I think that's on him. I don't think that's on her at all. No, I mean, she literally like said what she was gonna do and did it. Well, if, this any, is, if anything, I respect her more for executing <clears throat> on a high level. Because but this is what I'm saying. Like, I'm but you, for an NBA baby daddy, and his dumbass was like, I'm not gonna wear a condom. Don't need to do that, and I'm not gonna pull out either. Yeah. So at the same time, right? Like she did that, and yeah, it's definitely, definitely on him because he was given the answers and still failed the test. So, yeah, completely on him. But at the same time, right, <laughs> you did all that. You did all that, right? You did all that. You said you were going to do it. You publicized it. And now you're getting kind of dragged because there's people on the other side who definitely felt different. And you felt some type of way about people talking about on the other side. Like, if you were a different person. I mean, she's, but no one's ever going to be being gonna be okay with being called like a slut like yeah, call no me a slut. call me a this call me a that etc because like people were firing at her and shooting and like talking down on her and shooting at her like i kind of get her point where it's just like no that's stuff's wrong guys? too you're not supposed to call exactly no who are you guys to like <clears throat> judge me for what i do look at what you do like what she said to academics which is like you be out here fucking these these girls that come on your show and like these other little wannabes that want to get on, like you be fucking them, but you don't say anything. And well, how does that make you different from me? Because you say stuff. Obviously, obviously, no, 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 uh, no argument there. I'm just saying, like, she has a point, right? It's just not a point that's gonna go anywhere because it's just like you have publicized who you are. So it's just like. No one's gonna, you know what I'm saying? Like, no one's gonna feel bad for you. Like, she went to Jackson State. Deion Sanders brought her to Jackson State to educate the men's football team on what not to find with a woman. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, what not to do. Yeah. And I respect that, too, because she was in there like, this is what it really is. Yo. Firsthand, because I've done it. <laughs> People Yo. were dead slamming him for that, and I was like, I think that was a power move. I was gonna say. Power Deion, move. Deion Sanders is a legend. You like, keeping this shit vanilla, and it's like, no, bro. Those athletes, those D1 athletes are out here fucking these hoes, and they're getting into trouble. First of all, all athletes is fucking these hoes. You're correct, but I'm talking about... Number one perk of being an athlete. Yeah, but I'm I'm saying, like, uh, Jackson State's not a huge D1, but, like... 
bro. You what I'm realize. saying is, you gotta realize some of those kids are probably gonna get a pro day. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me stop you right there. You have to realize when you travel to these places as like a bigger school or whatever. When you go there, the other school knows that you're coming. Like, literally, like girls, sorority, like just women in general will scout out the team pictures and find who they want to fuck. Like I know women who have literally went on, like, the team's roster and then, like, followed the guy and, like, DM'd him, like, yo, come to, like, our house. We're having a party this day. One, to, like, fuck him up for the game the next day. And two, sometimes just to fuck, you know, or go on Tinder. Like, Ezekiel Elliott was known in college for, like, going to a new town, new place for a game. Oh, he's on Tinder. Come to the team hotel. Feel me? So it's, like... It's not just, oh, like, it's on campus. It's, like, no, like, wherever you go, you know, your school, you know, for better or worse, like, this is just how it is in college sports. True. Yeah, I shouldn't have said big D1s because the D2s are happening, too. Just You, don't, you just don't hear about Bro, it. People fuck. That's it. No matter what division you are, what you do, people want to have sex. Um, Yeah, so, I, like I said, yeah, I think it was a power move, and I definitely respect her because she was like, listen, this is the way it goes. Mm-hmm. You know, I did it firsthand. Like, if you get caught, it's on you because, like, I did to <laughs> Mr. Washington. I gave him the answers. And now he's here <laughs> in the shit with me because apparently I'm the one that did him wrong. Right? Yeah. So I get it. Like, I, I, I get the whole, like, she literally is talking about it and doing it. And that's authentic. I respect that. But what I'm saying, just like you said about... Somebody's going to say something, right? Or rather, people talking about it, slamming her. And it's like, yeah, there's people out there like that. Like, if you're going to be authentic like that, you have to know there's people out there like that. So I, I, And I completely agree with nobody wants to be called a slut. Nobody should be called a slut, right? To their face anyway, right? But, like, it's going to happen. So do you sit here and complain about it? Or do you just understand it's going to happen and accept that? Beyond the fact that you don't want to be called that. We know that already. We know that. We know that already. That's not something we need said. I could have told somebody that you shouldn't call her a slut. But would they listen? That's the part I'm that's the part I'm getting at. This is what I'm saying right here. You can say everything you want to say, but you know how this world goes round. You know it. Well, you know people don't like to deal with reality. So This that's huge. That's massive. Because it's like you cannot just say people can't do things because you want to be authentic. That's them authentic. That's them being authentic. You know? Like, they calling it for what it is or it isn't. There's no other way around it. You want to be authentic, you got to deal with the consequences. You want to be a slut shamer, you got to deal with the consequences. You're going to get shamed for slut shaming. And somebody's going to call you a slut because you're putting your business out there. That's just the way it goes. Uh-huh. Right? Like, and, like, I, I think that's a big, like... Sluts get called sluts. Slut shamers get called fucking... Slut shamers. Sluts for slut shaming. You know? Like, shit gonna go how it's gonna go. There's no other way to get around it. And I'm also, like, the huge... The, the respect thing is there, too. Because, like, you have uh, other podcasts talking about, you know, women this, women that. 
bashing like Yo, women who are let's like talk that. About, let's let's pivot to that for a second because we exhausted the Britney Renner thing. But yeah, like the Fresh and Fit Pod and these other male pods that are talking about women are just getting like podcasts in general just fucking destroyed on Twitter. Like I get at least one message a day where it's like shit. This is I gotta read out these tweets. There we go. Because this shit is just like yo. Like I'm getting we're getting fucking lambasted. <laughs> getting fucking. We're lambasted. getting lambasted. We didn't even Bro, do anything. We don't even have any support anymore. Listen to this. America got rid of bullying and the podcast industry exploded. Let's see. Birth male birth control exists. It's called having a podcast. She's saying we ain't fucking fellas. <laughs> Thank you for explaining that to me. <laughs> yeah, so it's just, it's just, uh, like, I get that sh- that's your whole thing, but, like, damn, bro. Like, personally, I don't fuck with the Fresh and Fit pod because they be bashing uh, black women a little too much for my liking. You know, they've been caught off camera saying, like, yeah, like, if it's under this shade, I'm not about it. And that's personal preference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, bro, you have a you have a platform. Use your platform to uplift fellow black people. Or just don't talk about them, you know? But if it's every time, you know, black women or black relationships are brought up and you're talking about them in a negative connotation, and this goes back to what we said about Hotep Jesus, talking about, you know, uh, you know, that mindset of, like, we're not slaves anymore and, like, that history. It's the same thing with, you know, talking about black women. Like, you might never date a black woman, right? But you don't need to go online or go on your platform and say, I'm never going to date a black woman. I hate them. Or, like, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can yeah. just say, like, I just don't I just don't prefer them. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you just do that, you know, it's not being fake or not doing your job it's just simply choosing not to put somebody down with your platform just like if someone yeah. came on here and was like i don't know about some topic that i don't like with black people or black women like for instance right i don't like i don't like the uh like the alia box braids i'm not a fan of those i think there's only a select amount of women in the world that could pull off those braids but if a woman comes on this podcast with those box braids i'm not gonna look at her and be like you shouldn't have yeah, did that. Yeah, you're not like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's OD. You know what I'm saying? Or it's like, if a certain singer doesn't has them or gets them that I don't think should have them, I'm not going to say, you know, like, she's stealing from the culture. I'm just going to be like, that wasn't the look from her. That's it. It's just a gentler way to say things. So I'm not I'm Correct. Not or you just don't even say it at all. For real. Do you know? That's another... Uh, I don't know if it's a sensitive area, but it's also... Uh, a courtesy area and i guess that goes back to people being as authentic as they want to be right like saying all that stuff but it's just conscientiousness yeah and but, realizing the impact that your world has you know correct what I'm like they got forty thousand people that subscribe that not that are following their page you know what i'm saying they got however many subscribers like you know what i'm saying that looks bad man you're two black men with a platform and you're outwardly going and saying you know black women ain't shit or in and not in those particular words but also saying something like oh like if it's brown if it's brown i can't do it or if it's you know this shade i can't do it you know what i'm saying like it just looks bad especially with the way that the uh that the world treats black women as a whole you know which is usually not good you know whether it be regularly or if it be uh medical conditions or whatever you know because it's known that minority women are treated differently in hospitals or not treated with the same care 
And these are statistics. It's not my personal opinions. So, you know, you got to keep that in mind. You know what I'm saying? I might not like certain things that black women do. I'm, I'm not finna get on a mic and tell everybody that I hate black women or dislike them. I'm finna just keep it, keep it pee. Now, would you, would you, uh, do you think it's taboo to outline uh, what uh, what traits black women have that are more annoying than others, just like you would do in any other race women? At this stage uh, in time, like at question. this at this stage in time of the world, not of your I life. Mean, yeah, because that's just me saying things I dislike, but I would never like outwardly come out. You know what I'm saying? Like I wouldn't. You know, speak on a black woman and just be like, on, speak on them as a whole and be like, I dislike them. You know, that kind of thing. But if it's like, oh, are black women more inclined to do a certain thing that I dislike or don't like? Maybe, maybe I would dabble in that. I don't know. I'd really have to get into that. But that's not empty the tank. We don't get on here and, and talk about women for two hours. No, we don't. <laughs> that's what would sell, though. Thankfully, because I, I, yeah, I don't want to do that. It's boring. It's like Drake says, man. He makes mu- he makes music for women. Because <laughs> right, if the women listen, the men are gonna listen. Correct. And eventually, everybody listening. Correct. But uh, Correct. but yeah, I think uh, the authenticness is one thousand percent what you strive for in this life. But you also gotta know the authentic authenticness comes with the reality, and the reality is you're gonna have people on both sides of the spectrum. Saying good shit or bad shit. That's just the way it has to go for uh, topics like this to be relevant in our world. There's got to be a big, big following on both sides of the coin. That's the only way, uh, one, you get famous or two, something pops. You know? But, uh, but yeah, delay. Delay. You know, and another thing with podcasts is that they could just be doing that for uh, for the clout, for the clicks, honestly. Listen, bro, like I because said, it gets you famous, It's bro. a business, you know, and they just they might just want to get their name out, and that's an easy way to do it. They know it's going to be triggering people, but... True. Yeah, let's try to get... Let's, let's try to talk about other things, though. And I'm not talking about us. I'm talking about these podcasts that just get on here and talk about women, you know? Correct. Or, I mean, yeah. or if you just talk about women, just have more women on. I feel like they have an ample amount of women, though. They do have an ample amount of women, right? Um, but do they have? Do they have a variety of different women, right? Yeah. I think for the most part, yeah. Right, I'm like pretty sure. I'm I don't talking pay too much attention to them, but I'm pretty sure I've seen a different women of different shades on their. Page. Oh, I'm not talking racial wise. I'm just talking about like women who think this way about that topic, regardless of race. Oh, I mean, I don't know all that. This is what I'm saying. Like, do they have? A difference in I don't like I don't want to say it this way because it's not the way I mean it but it kind of is the way I mean it like do they have do they have like Brittany Renner type women on all the time and I know they don't because I've seen a couple of their their episodes I was gonna say I mean she's she's an anomaly more than she is the, the norm or do they have whatever the other case is whatever I don't know who to who to slot in that uh that role but yeah you know like they come on or and we're just saying them specifically because they 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 got fried by Brittany Renner this week um yeah she she packed them up no funny shit i was really like yeah, get them 
Yeah, I really saw a lot of uh, a lot of little uh, <laughs> like when you when your beat tendencies. Yeah. You know, in the mannerisms when she was pressing him, like I like I saw a lot of like. Damn, I'm getting backed into a corner with every question here right Yo. now. And I'm trying to f- crawl my way out, and I can't. They had no good answers. Yeah. And she was she was really putting them putting them in the swisher. Yeah, because she was serious. She was dead serious. Bro, she was speaking facts. Like, they come on there, and they be bashing women. And it's like, you can support men. And their whole podcast thing is, like, to get men to, like, have sex with more women and be better with women. But you can do that without bashing women. Correct. You know what I'm saying? She was literally, like... Because I remember somebody was saying, like, if you listen to this podcast, you're gay. Because these guys literally just go on there and be talking shit about women. No funny shit. And, like, you know, that does get old after a while. Like, oh, women just want you for your money and this, that. Like, all right, bro. But, like, this episode, whatever. Like, let's, you know, let's get a little deeper than uh, women just want you for your paper. Like, that's that's a tale as old as time. You know, there's stories in the Bible. There's stories in every old religious work where it's just, like. If you had the means to get whatever. We wanted you. That's how they wealth, wanted you. That's how wealth was consummated and and uh, and combined in olden days. You know, you're rich, I'm rich. Let's fuck, have kids, and then we'll all be rich. It's pretty much how it's done. Correct. So it just it gets old real quick, and I guess the internet's having it. So it's into the tanks time. <laughs> Ett. But let's uh, let's pivot now to more relevant news. Now that we're done talking about other people doing what we're doing. Yeah. It's playoff time in the NFL, baby, and we have just had <laughs> oh, man. an amazing slate of games this weekend. I have to say, every single game came down to like the last few minutes and was won by either a touchdown or a field goal at the very end. Yeah, man. Cooper Cup and OBJ. Like, is there any help from the Bucks defense there? I mean, you like, got you got to keep the safety back there to play center field. Because if if so, then that safety wouldn't let Cooper Cup get behind the DB. Because that's what's happened. Cooper Cup beat him on the route. And that was it. That was curtains after that. Stafford, yeah. like you said, Stafford's always got the gun. That's what I'm saying, you know? He, he just, if you want to blitz the safety, your DB's got to be pep talk right before that play. Listen here. You got no help overhead. None. I mean, but they know that. I think it's more... I'm just saying, they know that already, but give them a little pep talk. DC, listen, you got no help, buddy. We're blitzing Stafford. He is going... He, you know Stafford. You got to be ready yeah, here. Yeah, but... I think you'd be more inclined to think he takes something underneath. That's all I'm saying. You and think so? You, oh, I mean, listen, Stafford sees a safety blitzing. He sees Cooper Cup and OBJ nah, streaking. You you're only thinking about two people right now, the quarterback and the receiver. You're not thinking about the fact that they rushed five and then had another guy coming. They're thinking that they're going to get home. Yeah, but Stafford had a running back in all the right, back. Hold on, for hold protection. on, hold on. Yes. However, running backs ain't great blockers. So you got to think about it like this. They're thinking that the pressure is going to get home before anything gets to develop back there, which is why you send the safety. So that's that's why I'm saying I just felt like it was a dumb play call in general because it's just like play it more conservative, make them earn a couple. Remember, time is expiring. They got to put a couple plays together, even though they have their timeouts, in order to get down there. Matt Stafford is prone to fucking up and making big mistakes at ends of games. He's been doing that all year. The whole slump that the Rams had in the second half was literally Stafford threw, like, two interceptions, like, three, four games in a row. So, like, make him earn it, and, you know? And I, I know his whole thing is, like, let's pressure the quarterback as much as possible. But it's also just, like, you haven't been getting home that well this game. And Stafford has been good against the Blitz this year. 
So I just don't think that was a good play call. But that's what they've been doing all year. They stuck to it. They burned him. And that's that. Yeah. I Like I said, he makes that read, sees the safety blitz. He's like, all right, max protection up front. Right? You know what's coming. Give me a second and a half. You know? Give me two seconds here. I think he just, I think the fact that he even saw Cooper Cup was lucky. Because where he was in the field, it looked like his view was obscured. Uh, what angle are you looking at? You looking at like a overhead angle that they show, like no, in the pocket they, angle? They showed his angle from in the pocket, and he literally had a bunch of fucking massive human beings and hands in in front of him. Like the fact that he saw that is amazing to me. I think the fact Cooper that these Cup quarterbacks see lead. anything after like twenty five yards is incredible. <laughs> well, that's why quarterbacks they want tall quarterbacks. Thousand <laughs> percent. Okay, so imagine like what's Stafford? Stafford's big. Like he's not. He's like six two, six three. He's six two. Right. Let's just say that. Like that's. Think about like a you're saying that's crazy. Think about like a Russell Wilson or like a Kyler Murray. I don't know how Kyler she's. I have no idea. It's, it's None. Frankly, it's a miracle. He's five ten. Yo, they listed him at like five eleven or six foot on some team page. Yeah, you like, gotta know. You gotta take an inch, inch like, two inches off. Yeah, okay. Like he's much closer to five nine. <laughs> Facts. Like if you see him next to the running backs who are like five nine, five ten, it's like oh twins. Facts. So yeah, I just find that. I I maybe gotta see the angle again, but yeah, like. Yeah, that give him time, and he's throwing it up. Yeah, that game was amazing. Uh, I fell asleep through half of it, so I, w- <laughs> I was only there for the. Good Says parts. the game is amazing. Proceeds to say he lost interest and fell asleep. I was awake for all the good parts. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. So the only the only parts you know are the amazing parts. Yes. Okay. I, fair. I kind of fell asleep through the doldrums. Okay. Uh, what game? Oh, so now we're watching San Fran, Green Bay. Yeah, didn't get to watch this game. Because I was a, working. This was a uh, this was a game that if you only saw the first half, you'd be like, yeah, Green Bay's finna run away with it. And I was also, uh, what was I doing at this time? Oh, I was in and out of sleep at this time too. Right? No. This was, uh, this was Saturday. So I was working too. Yeah. As well. So I missed part of it, and then I got home and showered. It's just one of those games where it's like, I could watch it, but it's also like... I've worked all day. I want to shower. To be honest little, with you, I... Take myself first. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, on top of working, I was just like, I'm just going to watch Green Bay highlights, like, later. You know? Like, I know... I figured I knew what was going to happen in this game. Correct. I thought this was this was Green Bay's game to lose. Yes. Which What's was. happening? And somehow, uh... Yeah, that's just big Jimmy G energy right there. Why throw that ball? But, yeah, so... Anyway, uh, to my shock... Uh, I was checking my phone at leaving the facility, and one of my clients had texted me and goes, "Yo, check the score for. Are you seeing this Green Bay game?" And I'm like, "Oh boy, something." I'm like, "Damn, 49ers won, or Green Bay put up 50 in a Rogers revenge game." And no, 13-10 final. San Fran wins it. We're watching the game right now. We're deep into the second second quarter right now, and the. I think they said the 49ers had negative 10 yards a few moments ago before they made a couple passes. So, Yeah, Debo Samuel had three touches, nine yards at this point in the game. Yeah, so honestly, I don't know what it is about the 49ers that they're just like steamrolling teams because Jimmy G. Well, this wasn't a steamroll. Jimmy G, Jimmy G they've been hot. And maybe steamroll steam hasn't been the right word, but they've been throat-punching teams. Like thirteen to ten, losing on your home field, on a last minute field goal is a throat punch. <laughs> yeah, With brass knuckles. <laughs> it's so painful and quick. You're just like fuck. 
thought I had you, and all of a sudden you throat punched me and mm-hmm. just took me out the game. And I gotta say, man, that Aaron Rodgers pack is delicious because he's been just yammering the last two months. Yeah, yeah, I didn't like it when Aaron Rodgers yammered, man. When he just stayed quiet, talked his shit after everybody looked got got the pie in their face because they talked shit about him, and I'm he was saying, just quiet. I love that Aaron Rodgers. I miss the old Aaron Rodgers where he was on some John Ham shit, just quiet, only spoke when you know when needed, and that Yo, was minimally. That was I like the Aaron that Aaron Rodgers, the Aaron Rodgers that didn't talk to his family, didn't talk to the media, <laughs> didn't really talk to all his teammates. That was I like that Aaron Rodgers because it was like. I'm here because I'm the best, and I'm a killer, and I'm a kill, and I'm gonna go home, and I'm gonna talk to no one, and I'm gonna do whatever Aaron Rodgers does in his free time. But I guess whatever hallucinogens or drugs he did in the off season that made him like this introspective guy, he hasn't shut the fuck up. Especially since they've everybody found out he's not vaxxed. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie, I, I when I first started talking shit, I was like, oh yeah, Rodgers, all right, we can we can talk our shit a little, but. When you're in the playoffs this year, and I think I remember telling you this, I was like, when they're the playoffs this year, I need you to do something. I can't have you eliminated first, second round. Like, you're one seed coming in here, like, let's go. It's, let's go. It, I think it's bigger than that. It's like you got a California team coming into the middle of the country to Wisconsin. How the fuck did they beat Yeah, them? the home field was just. You know what home I'm saying? Field it's Lambo. Lambo, mid-January. How George Kittle said it's a dream come true. <laughs> well, because I think he's from the middle. Of the no, country. no, I know, but, but like, like two degrees, like you should have made that guy's day hell. Dream come true, suck on that thing. You going home? And let's be frank here, the Packers defense lit up thirteen points. They did their job. The yes. offense stalled. Yes, you know, and we've seen some drops. There were some fumbles, so it's not completely on Rodgers. But at the end of the day, you got you got to just put it like this because that's the company that Aaron, that Aaron Rodgers is in. Did why wouldn't you just run straight? Yeah, why would you do why that? Did, wow, that that's was a bad move. But, yeah, so the, the underlying theme here is this. Would Tom Brady lose that game? And I just have to think no. And I don't know what they do differently. I don't Would know Tom if it's Brady just lose that game? Would Tom Brady lose this game? Oh, lose this game against the Niners? If Tom Brady was in New England, would he lose this game? And I think there's just no way in just, I'm sorry. Yeah, I just I don't. don't. Tom Brady just have a track record of not losing these games. So I'm going to go uh, – I'm going to go with the money line there and say that uh, Tom Brady <laughs> will not, not the, money line. the spread. No, it's not. It's the not straight, straight up. The win. There you go. There What's you the go. money line then? Y- yeah, but that's not the money line there. You wouldn't say I'm betting the money. Like, if you said I'm betting the money line on Brady, then you'd be correct. That's all. Just a vernacular. Does, did I say that not like that? No, you didn't. Uh, okay. You well, just, that's what I meant. Okay. I know what you meant. Oh, okay. Fair, you know, but fair I enough. I can't let you just say things and they're wrong. I'm going to help you out here. Yeah, I'm still getting new all this betting stuff, you know? Yes. The uh, numbers kind of confuzzled me for a little. Gambler, but, uh, gambler lingo. Yeah, but <laughs> but now I'm here and uh, Vandal's taking all my money. <laughs> so, but yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't think he does. I don't think he does. Oh! Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that's my point because at this point, Aaron Rodgers isn't playing for anything but to be one of the best of all time. So at this point, that's that's really what they're fighting for, and that is uh, that is just unacceptable. And now it's going to be seen again, like Rodgers came short in the playoffs again. And now the question is, does he come back to Green Bay? Does he think that it's something about Green Bay that he can't get over? Because I don't think he's going to get a better set up than this i really think that this is this looked like the green bay team that was going to do it so 
I don't know. I'll be very interested to see what happens in the offseason. But, like we said, man, he was talking big shit. He was shitting on Brett Favre a little bit. He was talking about how no one knows anything, how Joe Rogan told him about COVID and how he takes horse to wormer and all this other stuff. And now, look, he's at fucking home. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know if he's going to get a better setup, per se, in terms of, like, him being the crown jewel of the organization and him knowing he's the crown jewel of the organization no, no, to where no, no, he can no. do anything. But I'm also Anywhere like, he goes, he's the man. Doesn't matter. That's, I think, that's undebatable. There's not, bro, if you are a football player and a Hall of Fame quarterback who's one of the ten best quarterbacks of all time comes to your team, he's instantly the man. There's no debating that. I'm talking about the team around him. Like they have a good Well, this defense. is what I'm this is what I'm organization. Are other teams taking to Rodgers as the Packers have? Yes. Immediately. Yes. Just like what we saw with Tom Brady in Tampa. Tom Brady's. Tom Brady's. I mean, it's Tom Brady. It's wow, Tom Brady. that field goal. That's crazy. Yeah. Especially when you. Uh, 49ers defense was huge in this game. Especially when you, you walk into Tampa Bay and say, hey, guys, uh, I got six. I'm making it seven this year. If you want on this train, tickets go on sale now. If you don't, get the fuck out of my face. Uh, I don't think he said it like that. I think I think he said it more eloquently because Tom's not that not that guy. Um, he was only that guy for like two minutes in uh in the Super Bowl last year. I'm sorry, two years ago. No, last year. Last year, yeah. When they uh when they won when they won against the Chiefs. When he was talking to Tyron Matthew. He was only that guy for two for those two minutes. I think Tom Brady's talking shit the whole game. Yeah, but I don't think there's anyone. I think he's one of the worst shit talkers too, and that's something players have said too. I just think he's not like making any actions. So just say something smart as fuck. Like you touch him, but he completes the pass and be like, "Good job getting back here for nothing, buddy." Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I, bro, nah, I think Tom Brady. Yeah, I think I don't think I'm not gonna say sit here and Tom Brady's super humble and quiet, but I just don't think he's just. I think he just laughs. I think he just throws a pass. They touch him and he gets up and they like looking at him like, "Yeah, I'll do it again." He's like, <laughs> "Nah." Up to the line, everybody. <laughs> look, from what other players have said, I truly believe that Tom Brady's an elite shit talker. Because other players have been like, "Oh, Tom never shuts the fuck up. Like he's always saying some smart shit." That's what I mean by smart shit. Like he's not like, "Oh, way to get back here just for that to happen, motherfucker." I, I mean, think, yeah, that's that's smart shit. Well, no, that's, that's not that's, that's not the type of smart shit I'm saying. I'm that's, talking about. I'm saying he's like. He gets hit and he gets up, and he's just like, "Well, Brady doesn't get hit. That's why he's or gets touched or something like that. Just get touched finally, and like they give him like a stare, like, yeah, I got you. Remember, like, remember my name, like, remember who I, like, you know, dumb shit like that 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 D ends are on, and he just laughs, like I said, and like, I don't know, like I can't even when the smart shit that I'm trying to say hits me, I'll just say it. Yeah, please, I have no idea what you're getting at. I'm just saying he's a, like he's every, not a he's not a you're saying smart shit like like smart ass shit he's saying smart ass shit feel me like I don't think Tom Brady's going oh I'm gonna rip your defense blah 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 I just feel like he's just saying like it's just shit that is killing you just like that's and, what I'm saying it's like under your skin little slick shit that's what I'm saying that's smart ass shit that's shit that gets to you like Andrew Luck people would hit him and he'd be like oh good hit good job well done proud of you type shit i don't think he's doing shit like that that yeah I, I thought i think that's maybe what i thought you were thinking no that's been proven time and time again especially at the last year when like 
Matthew and Brady went at it, and they were talking to Matthew after the game, and he was like, "Yeah, I think he doesn't say anything. He don't. He's like always saying some shit to us. Like, what do you have to, like? Y'all need to wake up." And I was like, "Duh! Like, you don't play that long, and you're just like, oh yeah, yeah, everything's fine. Like, no, fuck out of here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Fuck out of here. That shit is not how shit goes. I think I think most quarterbacks are saying some shit too. Think about it. You're the highest paid and most important player in your team. Like, there's gonna be some. There's gonna be some for some reason the only quarterback I think doesn't say anything is like Russell Wilson. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> I think I think he goes home, and Sierra's like, so uh, in the second quarter there, I saw you mouthing off to eighty-seven. What what were you saying? And he's like, no, honey, we're just having a conversation. She's like, well, we talked about Russ. <laughs> You're above these men. She like, you don't talk shit. You just she, play the game. She puts Russ. her hand on his yes. shoulder, but yes. like by his throat. Yes, she's like Russ with her nails. Yeah, she's like Russell. <laughs> don't let me see this in the AFC Championship and oh the NFC God. Championship. Don't let me see this. I think he says Bible verses. He gets hit and he's like John three sixteen. Yes, <laughs> only the Lord can carry me through my enemies. And the guy's looking at him like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yo. Honestly, that would scare me. As a D end, if I just leveled a quarterback like a quarterback, and he was just like David five seventeen. <laughs> no hits, but the Lord's hits will hurt me. <laughs> You know, like, like I might, I don't know what I'm doing in that situation. Oh, shit. Like, yeah, I, I'm talking about he just leveled him. Before, like, the new quarterback rules where you couldn't absolutely just annihilate somebody. Now you, now you can't even touch the quarterback. It's so pussy. Yeah, it's, it's not even fun. fun. I get it's it, so though, pussy. it's the most important player on the team. We see I don't care. We see what happens when I don't care. I don't care. If it's a big game like this, bro, I'm not trying to see Aaron Rodgers come out and Jordan Love come out. I get that, but at the same time, bro, I understand. Like, these, those are the moments that I understand where, like, rugby players and, like, uh, yeah, like, rugby players are just like, yeah, like, football's such a soft game. And I'm like, yes, it is. Like, I want... Not that I want to see Aaron Rodgers get leveled, but I want to see Aaron Rodgers get leveled. You know, like I want. Uh, 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 is this Nick Bosa or Joey Bosa? Nick it's Bosa. Nick Nick Bosa. I want to see Nick Bosa just level him. Yo, there was, I want to see that. There was a tweet last week when the 49ers played the Cowboys, and it's like Nick Bosa is playing against the. Uh, it said the 49ers were playing against the Cowboys. Uh, the day before MLK Day. And Dak Prescott is the quarterback. Nick Bosa about to have seven sacks in, oh the, in, in Trump's name. Because Trump, Nick Bosa yeah. was a big MAGA guy. Huge MAGA shit. Guy. And he has, like, a bunch of racist tweets back, like, on his, yeah, I remember that. From his Twitter account. So now every time he faces a black quarterback, they're like, yeah, we're going to take Nick Bosa for three sacks today. <laughs> At least. <laughs> you know, like. Which is hilarious. Come on. Which is hysterical. Never, never gets funny. Less funny, sorry. Come on. So I'm just like, yo. I need to see that. Like, I get it. You don't want to see him come out the game. He's a prolific playmaker, and he's going to excite your visual experience. I get it. But at the same time, if he's out the pocket or I get him in the pocket, why do I have to lay off? He's a free player, bro. He chose to stand here and wait for my assault. Now, I've gotten here, and he thinks he's too tough to move. I'm going to level him. Remind him that he is not. Feel me? Like Josh Allen yesterday, like absolutely on that run, I think it was like a late third, on that run where he put his shoulder down into that DB. Like, let's just jump to that game. That's the energy let's I jump, like. Let's, let's jump. Let's jump into that game, right? 49ers beat the Packers. Packers fucked up a bunch. Uh, 49ers executed on a high level. Uh, Rogers was talking big shit, and oh, apparently it was snowing heavily 
at some point. God, I want to go to and one of those games so bad. I do, but I don't know. I want to be so uncomfortable, but I'm also like, it's fucking football. Like, I'm I just here. don't know how many clothes I would need to wear to go to that game. So uh, You would just need, yeah, whatever. It's zero degrees. It's yeah, zero degrees in You're also, day. yeah, but I'm also highly fucking intoxicated. It's still cold, bro. I've been in, like, one of those environments. It doesn't matter. We worked in construction. I'll be right. Oh. Okay. Good luck with that. Uh, I will not. I'll be in the box. <laughs> oh. You see, you didn't say that's an option. I want to be in the box now. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> bro, I'm sorry. I don't care who's playing. I Like, if the Eagles play in, like, Lambeau and someone's like, you want to go? I'm like, not really. Like, I don't find that fun. Like, because nothing I wear is going to be warm enough. Yeah. At all. Like, the, the wind wind's going to cut right through it. Yeah. yeah. No. Fair. Like, and I'm not going to stand there with a balaclava on for three hours. Uh, I was going to say, you're also probably, if I go to a game like that, you're not seeing anything but my eyes and my nose, maybe. Facts. But I'm also like, I'm okay with wearing, uh, a, I was going to say that, I'm okay with wearing a balaclava for like three hours. Like, I wear a balaclava, hoodie on, hood on, scarf around, gloves on, everything. Like, I'll go in sweats, I don't give a fuck. You know, I'm at a football game. I can give a shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm out on that. I'm out on that. But, yeah, so 49ers won. Shanahan again uh, beats the Packers. They just don't. They can't beat them. So, one more time. Uh, Rodgers. Rodgers pack is in the air. Uh, I hope he goes somewhere and does something fun. Like, he goes, like, to the Broncos or some shit and just says it's the Green Bay energy or some shit. Although, I highly doubt that. So we'll see. We'll see what he does. Make the Broncos great again? Uh, I mean, I just don't see if the Broncos are any better than the Packers, but maybe he just wants to change the pace. So then let's get to the next game. Let's get to, uh, right, we covered Packers, 49ers. We covered the game before that. Who do we got left? Uh, Bills Chiefs, man? Yeah, that was an amazing game. In the first half, you would have never thought that this game would get to that point. But let me tell you. That first half was just them running the ball, like all the receivers being covered, just very conservative play. I think, like, what was the score in the halftime? 14-14? Yeah, something like that. 17-14, like I think. Game ended 42-36 to in overtime. Yep. Feel me? Mahomes Yo. and Allen just decided that they both, you know what it was? It was the Spider-Man meme, but they each had shotguns. And I was going to say. Them. And they were just looking at each other like, I'm the, big, I'm the biggest in the Midwest. And he said, no, I'm the biggest in the Midwest. Did you have a Did you have a pick for that game or did you just kind of want to – did you just, you just want to say I couldn't pick. Okay, so I had the Chiefs that game. I Like, I had the Chiefs in my pool, but, like, it was, like, one of those things where I didn't feel good about it. I just picked someone because I had to. Okay, well, I think personally uh, the Chiefs look like the Chiefs when they won it back in 2018. Yes, they did. I feel like that's what we're seeing right now. Uh, I just feel like they have that, like – they have that glow about them, right? Like Mahomes is, Mahomes is uh, elevated again. Not that he was ever mid. Nah, he was moving mid. He was moving mid during the beginning of the season. I get that, but like now he's got this. Now he's got this glow about him again. Like this is like Mahomes. Like when you see Mahomes start to, uh, uh, when you when you see Mahomes run the ball. Able to execute the low arm slot passes without thinking, and he's already got, and he's like executing his big arm, right? If you see all those three things, right? Like I feel like, obviously that's when Patrick Mahomes is the best, but that's when he has a certain like, 
there's an unstoppable glow about him. Like Josh Allen did that yesterday. I didn't get that from Josh Allen. I was just like, Josh Allen's on some shit tonight. Like he's been all year, you know? But this was like, you know, that Patrick Mahomes 2018, like unstoppable glow, you know? He had that last night. And Josh Allen pulled up and said, listen, listen, Pat, Patrick, I understand how you're moving. And I want to let you know, I'm in this thing tonight. I think. Like, I'm about to win this fucking game tonight. I think Mahomes is about to, and mind you, the Chiefs are already borderline a dynasty, but I think that the Chiefs have unlocked something this year. And I think they're about to go on just a run over the next five years. For the simple fact that Mahomes has been towing this line, and this is what they do with all running quarterbacks, or quarterbacks that can run. He's been towing this line where it's like he's in between take off and run or wait for the play to develop. And this is something that I see with uh, my guy Hurts all the time. Right? Like sometimes he can run, but he's trying to wait for a play to develop. And it's like, bro, go get you those seven yards. Right? We don't need a 15-yard bomb here. Go get you the seven yards. Go get you the eight yards. Go get you the five yards. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's what happened there. So, I think Mahomes, Mahomes is, has gotten to that point because earlier in the year he was, like, indecisive. He would run and then stop and then try to throw it away or try to throw. And I think now he's just like, fuck it. Like, if I have an open route, I'm going to just take, you know, I'm going to take my couple yards and then I'm going to chill out. Bang, bong, bong. That's it. Yeah. And well, I think, and look, he ran for, I think, 70, 80 yards in that game. And it was just him saying, like, okay, everyone's covered, but I can scramble now. This is what I'm, you know saying. What I'm saying. So I think he's just unlocked something that's completely different. I think we've seen him evolve this year. And now, I don't think there's anyone that can stop him. I just think it's a, uh, like I said, I think Mahomes is back on the, uh, the 2018 Unstoppable stuff where these reads, right? He's making sub-reads within these reads. Like, if he's, if he's debating or not whether to run or wait for a play to develop. In between that, he's starting his run while also directing, giving him, like, the longest possible opportunity for either, for either thing. But he's also starting, like, the beginnings of a run and of the play developing. Does that make sense? No. Okay. He's giving himself the best opportunity for as long as possible. No, I think either I, the I, run, I, no, I think it's or the or the pass. I think the opposite. You think he's just making a decision quicker? Yes, he's making on he, one or the other. Yes, that's. I think we're saying the same thing. No, we're not because in the beginning of the year he was trying to prolong things. He's hanging out in the pocket too long. That's why he could get sacked and like throwing picks. Now he's making a decision. Like yesterday, when that play broke down, he took off for that thirty-five yard run in the first quarter. He didn't wait. He just took off because he saw how the play developed. Okay. He wouldn't have done that earlier. Well, maybe I, maybe I should add. I think he's giving himself the opportunity for both things for as long as possible. But he's also able to make the decision at the last possible moment it's able to be made. No, I, I feel like you just said the same thing in a few different I didn't, ways. I didn't. I think, like you said, he's able to make a decision quickly while watching both things. I'm just saying the same thing, but no, I'm, I'm also adding in the things. fact. I'm saying that he's taking what's in front of him immediately. 
You're saying that he's giving himself time to watch the play develop and do this. And that. Oh, okay. Then, yeah. I'm saying he's taking oh, okay. the opportunity as soon as it's handed. It's like, oh, 10 yards in front of me? Just going to take it. He wasn't doing that earlier in the year. That's why the offense was sputtering. He was trying to do too much. Now, just like, I'm going to take what's given to me immediately. He yeah. made that. He made a decision faster, and that's why they're better now. That's it. That's that's my synopsis for that. Shout out the Bills, though. Josh Allen. Stowing dimes. Gabriel Davis had four touchdowns in a game. I don't think that's Most ever been Most in NFL done. history. Yeah, that's just. Jet, that's a Jerry Rice record beating right there. Jerry Rice with three. Yeah, like, that was a heartbreaking way, and they didn't get a chance to respond because I fully believe the Bills would have scored a touchdown and that game would have went on for at least another quarter. Yeah. Josh Allen been on his, like, uh, uh, I, I don't know what to call it, but the Bills have just been scoring. Like, he's been on his bullets. There's no. This, he's been on there's his There's no. Bullets. I'm talking about, like, I remember. I think they said I start. I think I started that game like eight minutes into the first quarter. I'm sorry. Uh, at eight minutes in the first quarter, and I believe that the the Bills were had uh, had already been up at that point, and they had used like seven minutes. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like I just hopped yeah. in. The Bills are already just mm-hmm. like Cooking. no. Like, like just they putting figured, it down on the Chiefs already. What the fuck? Yo, you know Josh Allen. Allen. And the Chiefs' defense yesterday was wallet. Yeah, wallet. Pushing around the Bills' offensive line. It didn't matter. Crazy. Was a cheat code. You know he led the league in rushing yards for a quarterback last year, right? He's the first quarterback in history, I think, to have like 4,500 or 5,000 yards passing with 800 yards rushing. Hit a boy. Yo, he went, he also had 43 touchdowns yeah, on the I season. Yeah, I think the Bills really realized, like, yo, like this, or 44. this, this guy is a cheat code. Yeah, well, we, these guys are listen, cheap bro, are you kidding me? Ground, you know, so, bro, six four, two fifteen, two twenty. When you can, we'll when you can throw like that, and then you can use your like your legs move faster than, you know, a fucking road paver, and you can lo- like you don't have the fear in your heart of these DBs. Mm-hmm. Right, like, bro. We will see, and we will see, we will see them back again next year. I've never got like, my mind. Imagine being helpless as a DB, being like, "Damn, it's a quarterback right here. This is a big boy." Like, and he has the audacity to put his shoulder down. I mean, why? Because he could take me out. It's crazy because most DBs are like five ten to six two. This is what I'm saying. Skinny, so it's like you're, you're not meant to. You're not meant to run people you. over. You meant to tangle the legs and make these quick stops. Effects. Because everybody else is super fast, and they're going to congregate once they see you're about to tackle somebody. They're going to get there with you. You're going to have five guys. Built for speed. You know, that's it. That's it. When you have Josh Allen, who's this big, lunky quarterback who's not lunky at all. He's just, <laughs> like, lunk. you know, like, he can move. And then he says, yeah, I'm going to put my shoulder down because I think you're, I think you're pussy. And, <laughs> oh, I was correct. <laughs> there you go. You know, like, he, like when I saw that, I was like, this is... This is what I want to see. Like, if Josh Allen, you're going to come out the pocket like that, I want you to show us why you came out the pocket. You know, granted. Show us who you are. For a guy like Russell Wilson or like Kyler, not necessary. Can't do it. Right? It would be very exciting if they tried to, but I don't think it would end very well for them. Right? Josh Allen, you have that size. Like, give us the visual experience we wanted. You know? So I'm just like, Josh Allen went... Absolutely berserk yesterday, right? Like I remember, uh, last five minutes when the Bills and uh, Chiefs were just on an absolute shootout, right? And I remember uh, they—I loved the—they were showing the faces. It was so perfect. I swear to God, it was scripted. They were showing the faces of each quarterback as the uh, other team's uh, uh, defense slash offense was on the field. 
and then they were showing their face, running to the play. That play happened to be the touchdown play, and then going back to their face like, God damn, fellas, we just did this thing. We got to go do it again right now, and they did that like three times for each for each quarterback. And I was like, this is the craziest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, that was, like, that I, was a gunfight. Bro, just shootout. The epitome of a shootout. You know what game wasn't good, though, and it's the last game on the docket? It was Bengals-Titans. And it was a good game in the sense that, like, it had drama and it was close. But, like, Ryan Tannehill stunk it up. Yeah. So, it was, a, it was like, one of those games where it's, like... I remember a lot of people telling me they were excited for that game. I'm like, yo, Bengals are going to win this game. Yeah. I, you know what's crazy? I really go against my gut all the time when I make decisions, like, picking teams to do stuff. And I, had a, I was just like, Tannehill's mid. You know? You know? But then I talked myself into taking the Titans because I was like, oh, they're going to get to the quarterback. And they did. They sacked Joe Burrow a playoff record nine times that game. They hit him like some other record, right? Yep. Like I said, and you guess, and guess what? Didn't even matter. You knew Ryan Tannehill was mid. You knew it wasn't going to be the Titans' uh, offense and Derek that Henry, brought them where. Derrick Henry coming off that injury. Like, I'm saying, that was, that's what I'm saying. If Derrick Henry had been playing this whole time. He was. He played that game. No, 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 no. I'm talking about uh, the whole time during the season. If you've been playing this whole time and he was just just waltzing into the postseason, like, yep, now I'm here, I'm ready to go. I did this during the regular season. Yeah, and healthy. now we go. Now we go bring it back. And healthy. And healthy. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. you had Derrick Henry fresh off first yeah, but, game look, back. Look. Then you had they cooked a lot of teams. Ryan Tannehill. No, 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 thousand percent, thousand percent. But I'm also like, like the Bengals' offense is not a joke. Nah, man, they cooking, man. This is what I'm saying. Like they cook, the Bengals' yeah. offense is a powerhouse. It's crazy, too, because, like, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is the real deal. This is his second year. It's the real deal. This is Jamar Chase's first year. Like, they finna be at this for a minute. Jamar Chase already broke that uh, NFL record. Yeah. For, like, uh, most 100-yard uh, games for in a the season yeah, for a rookie. Yeah. Just, that's what I'm saying. It's he's like, cooking with Burrow. It's so crazy. That connection is crazy. He's unguardable. And they know each other so well. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. With, with, with Burrow, that couldn't have been, like, an easier mix. Yeah, so shout out Cincy because they need an O line. They don't have an O line, but they really said, you know what? Our quarterback wants us to take this guy. We're gonna listen to him. So kudos to them because everyone else was like, take the the giant uh, tackle. What's his name? Uh, Penny or Penne Sewell or I forgot his name, but yeah. I, I think that's it. Yeah, but they said take him. Now he's a Detroit Lion, and uh, he had an okay season. He didn't have a great one, but yeah, now uh, they're cooking with grease. So. Yeah, I got the Chiefs over the Bengals next week. I think that's yeah, I think that's going to be a great game, though. I think so as well. I think Joe Burrow's going to get sacked 14 times against the Chiefs' <laughs> defensive line. but I don't think so, actually. I think they're going to relax a little bit and uh, make sure that they get everyone back so they can cover Chase. You know what I'm saying? He's got to be double-covered all game. Yeah, Tyron Matthews is going to get back next game. True. Yeah, he was concussed. So then... I got the I got the Chiefs over the Bengals, and then what we got? 49ers, Rams? I got the Rams. I got the Rams. I'm going Rams. I'm just going to go with the gut, because immediately going with the Rams. If they fuck it up, I can't say, I'm not going to sit here and say I didn't uh, think that probably maybe would have happened. But, like, I think the Rams defense is going to handle Debo Samuel and George Kittle. Right? Yeah, but is that what history says? Okay. Let's let's look it up. No. Let's look it up. Bro, the 49ers beat the Rams twice this year. Sean McVay has never beat the 49ers (sighs) and and, uh, Kyle Shanahan. Ever. 
They won 27-24 to uh, in the last game of the season before the playoffs. The 49ers did to get into the playoffs. And then the 49ers beat them 31-10 to in November. Feel me? I, I think they have their number. And mind you, that last game was much closer. But I just... Like, Jimmy G threw two intos in that game, and they still won. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jimmy G be fucking up, but the rest of the team be doing their job. So, I just, I don't know. At this point, I, I can't bet against the 49ers. 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. 49ers are wow. going to the Super Bowl. Damn, I'm going to say... Uh, and I kind of, honestly, don't even remember my Super Bowl picks. I think I said Rams, Chiefs. But that doesn't sound right. 49ers Chiefs, baby. Um, like everyone predicted, psych. Yeah, but I kind of like that. I kind of want to see... Uh, I, well, I rather... I definitely want to see a Cincy Rams Super Bowl. I think that's so <laughs> random and weird, but it'd be fucking amazing. I don't think that's going to happen. I think the Rams would absolutely torch the Cincy back, the Cincy DBs. I think that game would be over very quick. But then we get to see Joe Burrow in action in the Super Bowl, and look, I think look, I would like, like to you see know what I, you know what, I, you know what it is. I think <clears throat> Joe Burrow is such a real deal type of guy right now. Yeah, temperature's crazy. Temperature twelve degrees in Wisconsin feels like zero. Like I think he's he's more than proven himself. That he's the type of guy that elevates on the the elevated stage he steps up to. You mean he elevates on the big stage? Well, ever the he bigger stage. His game on the big stage. All the bigger stages. The stages keep getting bigger. We went from wild card round to divisional round. Yeah, but we're not, gonna go championship round. Not beating the Chiefs though. I, listen, I, I don't know if they'll beat him, but I think it's gonna be a damn good game. Not with them playing like this. Sorry. Since his defense ain't that good. I think it's gonna go. Things gonna go. Joe Burrow's one of those type of guys. Joe Burrow don't play defense. Joe Burrow's one of those type of guys. Elevates the team. Hey, don't play defense. I'm aware. I'm aware, Evan. Don't matter, bro. He can score five. Look, Josh Allen. Actually, he played Josh DB Allen. for five plays last game. <laughs> Josh you didn't Allen, notice? Josh Allen put 36 points on the board last game. Didn't even matter because the Chiefs put up 42. Yeah. <laughs> Mind you, the Bills have the first or second best defense in the NFL this year. So that's what. That's my logic. They just cooked a top three defense in the league. And literally did it with, like, no time. Yeah. It wasn't like they had long, sustained drives. It was like, nope, finna just put the knife in your side, twist it a few times, and leave you in the and To be fair, the Bills did that against the, the Chiefs defense as well. Chiefs don't have a top three defense. Chiefs defense is middle of the pack. Fair. Fair. What I'm, saying is, what I'm saying is uh, I'm not going by complete logic here. It's just one of those I got a feeling things. Okay, we'll see. Maybe the Bengals go to the Super Bowl. First time they've won a playoff game in 20 years. Maybe everything goes right. You know, and even even if they don't, big hand to the Bengals this year, man. Absolutely. Joe Burrow, first year coming back, saying I'm I'm on this shit. You know, so, uh, so yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, let's hope they get him uh, an O line. So I just want to be get hurt again. Yeah, I just want to be crazy right now. I'm I'm gonna say uh, Bengals Rams Super Bowl. I'm just gonna go no logic pick there. If I changed it from my previous episodes, and you remember. Uh, don't let me know, because I don't give a fuck. This is where I'm at right now. Like I said, I do not care about <laughs> lying. Or Bengals, not sticking to my, my guns. Bengals. You're acting like, Rams. My, you're acting like my man, Jean-Jacques Savine. That's what you're acting like right Rest now. Rest in peace. Fucking, just no logic, just vibes. <laughs> he is the epitome of Mamau Jones. 
the absolute epitome of that guy, my mouth Jones. You want, me, you want me to color in the lines for the people? Color the lines for the goddamn hente. This is from CNN. This is uh, Jean-Jacques Savine, a 75-year-old French adventurer, which is an awesome title uh, title for your life, yes. an adventurer, has dialed, died while, it's, while attempting to row across the Atlantic single-handedly. <laughs> if he said, just like, personal boat, I'd be like, okay. Right? Like, something must have went horribly wrong or whatever. Like, he just didn't plan it very well. Which would have still made him crazy. But this man decided to row across the Atlantic. Use his body strength to row. How long is that? What's that distance? It's got to be like 5,000 miles or something like that. 3,000 miles? What's that distance? What is that distance? Let's just go New York to England. Let's just say that. That's across the Atlantic. What's that distance? Like, what port are you coming into? You're, you're Portugal. The people in Portugal are watching you row into one of their ports. It's about 3,000 miles. Okay, so 3,000 miles, right? Like, you're using your body strength, thinking you can rest on the Atlantic. You made the, it 20 days. How far do you get in 20 days? Uh, I don't know. Because if you're going to tell me he got 600 miles in 20 days, I'm going to be like, okay. So you were you were going to die regardless here. You know, like if you made it 20 days and you're not at like, you know, 1100 to 1500 miles, it's like you know, unless he was like refueling or not refueling, Look, but like he's rowing. All I'm going to say is this. He made it across the Atlantic in a giant orange barrel, which is insane. He was at he was at sea for 4 months in an orange barrel. Jesus. Look at that. Literally just floating. Spent four months. Was he letting the current take him? Yes. Oh, God. Set off after Christmas in 2018 off the coast of Africa. Barrel-shaped capsule he built himself. He was 71 at the time. Yeah, look, look, look at this. Listen to this. At the time, 71 at the time of his departure, spent the first four months of 2019 inside this barrel. Traveling two miles an hour with no engine and relying entirely on the ocean current to guide his journey. Okay. So man said, Jesus, take the goddamn paddles and get me across the ocean. Where did he poop? Off rip. Where did he poop? <laughs> In the sea. And where did he eat? That's what, that's what I meant by refueling. Well, they found him. Oh, I thought you actually meant fuel. No, 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 no. He's rowing. No, I'm talking about like refueling himself. They found his boat overturned. And a diver descended under the waterline and looked inside the boat's cabin and found his body. Wow. So the boat was overturned and like he was just inside the capsule dead? Drowned. There was water in the capsule. It's overturned. But still above water. It's No. The boat is overturned. A diver had to go find it. That means the ship was underwater. Oh. The diver descended under the waterline. I thought you meant he descended under the waterline and looked up into the capsule that was floating. Oh, then maybe, yeah. But it was like his body's says, in there just dead. Just says they descended under the waterline, looked inside the cabin, discovered his body. And his team said, unfortunately, this time the ocean was stronger than our friend, who loves sailing in the sea so much. They won't release any more details. That's a crazy statement. This cl- time, he also he also climbed Mont Blanc. Wow. Well, listen, you don't get the t- you don't get the title adventurer 
for uh for uh nothing like driving 80 miles an hour on the van wick <laughs> like you're not an adventurer at that point well uh your fellow West Indian, our fellow West Indian brothers <laughs> would like to say otherwise. Because let me tell you, they love a, uh, they love a good speed, you know, little Infinity or Nissan speeding on the Van Wick or the Belt at a precarious time. Evan Brown, Jamaica Queens adventurer. <laughs> I think it's more just Queens adventurer. Queens adventurer, yeah, no. You don't get that title for doing dumb shit like that, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, like at the end of the day, like if you told me, yeah, I just went 120 on the Van Wick, right? Or I'm going to go 120 on the Van Wick. You, you did it. This is what I'm saying. I'm also going to tell you that there's going to be three people also doing that at the same time. If you told me that, you said, I'm going to go 120 on the Van Wick tonight. Cool. You did it. And they came back to me. I'd be like, you're a fucking idiot, right? But if you said, I'm going to go climb Mount Everest, came back to me in three months and said, I just climbed Mount Everest. I'd be like, yo, gangster, bro. Like, that's fire. Like, I'm going to climb Mount Everest. You know? That's on my bucket list. You know? This is what I'm saying. You know that takes a shit ton. That takes like a... Like you have to be a... a, You gotta be a man for that. Do you understand? Do you see how many people die on Mount Everest every year? Yeah, more people... Trying to climb it? More people die going down than going up. Yeah, that's why you prepare, you train, and you you take your time. But that's (laughs) something I want to Evan, those three principles, I guarantee you are not even talked about anymore because of the fact that they're so obvious. Yeah, and so did you watch the Everest documentary when the Sherpas were talking about people coming with no training and wanting to do it, and that's why they fuck up? Oh, that's well, Evan, I, d- I don't doubt that there's people like that. But that's what I'm saying. Those That's so, the majority of the people that die. Just like the majority of people that are broke are the ones with no financial discipline. And that's an obvious thing. People still don't do the obvious things, right? Common sense ain't so common. Exactly. So me saying that... You might say it's common sense, but then you have a rich person that just says, look, I wanted to climb Everest. I'm going to hire all these Sherpas, and we're going to do it. And it's like, you don't know how to do this. Like, I'm not going to climb Mount Everest as my first mountain. Yeah, I remember. smaller, then I'm going to train for it, then I'm going to acclimate. And then once I feel confident climbing a smaller mountain, and then I finally work my way up, then it's going to be like, all right, let's assemble a team. Let's assemble the gear. Let's get it done. I got to know the logistics of climbing. That's what I'm saying. I'm not you know, just How do I climb? There's a way to climb. How do I do it? Yeah, I'm not just when, showing up in also, Tim's and a merm. Like, let's go. <laughs> I know somebody who would do that. Um, <laughs> I think we're... Th- you, you know who I'm thinking about. Um, Ooh. Uh, we'll talk about it after. <laughs> but, yeah, so question. When you went to Colorado, right? Did you have a, a hard time acclimating to the elevation change? No. <clears throat> and you were in Denver? Mm-hmm. Um, did you go anywhere outside of Denver? Uh, like slightly. I didn't go far outside of Denver. Like the altitude isn't as big a difference as you would think. I would say though. Well, that that's coming from you. I was saying that because I spoke to a, uh, I spoke to a native of Colorado. Okay. Um, cause we were talking about skiing mm-hmm. and he's like, yeah, when I went to, uh, or rather Colorado state mm-hmm. and Colorado are, like the type of schools where you can be like, oh, what a hit, what a hit, <clears throat> where you can be like, oh, I got, I'm done with classes at like one, like, let's go for a midday hike, because the mountains are ten, 10 minutes away, Yeah. type thing, so he was like, a lot of people like get to Colorado and want to do that like off rip, off off the plane type thing, Yeah. and they they get like serious altitude sickness, because they're not aware of like the air, 
and how your body's going to react to the change in oxygen. And I'm just like, wow, that's kind of crazy. And then I thought about you because you've been to Colorado. I'm like, I wonder if Evan had this problem. Um, but my point in saying that was going back to the Mount Everest thing. Like, that is a crazy change of oxygen. Yeah, like, you know like, you're supposed to get there, and you're supposed to, like, live in the base camp for three months. Yeah. Just to acclimate. Just to get used. This, yeah, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. Like, on top of learning how to climb, having the right resources, uh, having the right, uh, when I say resource, people, gear, uh, uh, relevant, up-to-date information about the, the side of the slope that you're going up, whatever the fuck, whatever that is, right? Yeah. Granted, none of that none of that stuff may matter when there's like an avalanche coming at you, but like whatever. Um, it also matters what time of the year you climb. Some that too. People don't want to adjust their climb. That was another thing. And if you can't even breathe on top of all that, like, come on. Yeah, that's another big thing that they were saying. Where it's like, you might want to climb on this week and or this these series of months, and the weather might get bad, and you might just have to say, I gotta I gotta go. Like, this isn't the right time, and they. They're literally saying that a lot of times that people die on there. It's just like the weather ain't great, and they take a gamble, and they take a risk, and they get fucked. Like those those yeah. mountain documentaries are so fire to me because it's literally like they're taking everything into account. And the Sherpas like that's really like their life, you know? Like their life is assessing danger every day. It's not like I'm going to work and I'm gonna go home later. It's like I'm going to work. I gotta check the weather. I gotta know everything that's going on because if I'm wrong or if I take a risk, I will die. Yep. That's it. That's yep. it. There's no negotiation. There's no oh, like it's like no, you will die. Yeah. And the risk is like always there. It's just always. a it's just a a, a a lesser risk that day. Correct. They are men. So that's men, even crazy. They are man's man's up there. Correct. Men living living among boys. Um, but yeah, uh, rest in peace to Jean-Jacques, Jean-Jacques Savine, the French adventurer. Um, don't row across the Atlantic, personal opinion. Nah, do that shit. Um, if you want to do it, like, who, who am I to tell you what to do? Oh, who, I, listen, you don't have to listen. It's my personal opinion. So I'm going to take you changing your decision to row across the Atlantic, if that was your decision, as a, as a, uh, as a you listening to me, so you're welcome. Because you could have been the next Jean-Jacques Savin. Jean-Jacques. Right? And, like, he was already an adventurer. You weren't. He sounded like he lived a full life, too. This is what I'm saying. So, like, this is why I'm okay with him, because it's like, he was an adventurer. This was the shit he. This is the shit that gets you that title. If you're gonna die, die on an adventure. You know. Thanks. That's how. That's how I'd like to go. Personally, I'm just pussy and don't feel like doing any of those things. Cause it's just so much of a risk. But big puss. You know, <laughs> big puss. But yeah, man. If you're an adventurer, I I would hope you'd want to die on an adventure. You know. Um, if you're not an adventurer, uh, go live your normal life, brother. Or sister. Um, but then again, who am I? Um, literally, I am a one half of Empty the Tank, and uh, this half of Empty the Tank is... Uh, you gotta see this. This half of the tank is empty here. 
Tank empty, nigga. Bye. Bye.